Hey fellow nerds, I'm Megan Smiley and this is the Lawyer's Escape Pod. For those of you who've gotten into practice, looked around and thought, so this is my life? I get it. You're in deep and you feel stuck. You may have no idea what the next step would be, or maybe you have an idea, but think it's unrealistic. I truly believe that there's a path forward for each of us if we're intentional about finding it. And this podcast will be a great source of advice and inspiration for you to make that leap to a more fulfilling career. Stacey Wang is my guest today. Stacey is the Director of Product Marketing at Ironclad. Uh, Stacey went from Harvard Law to being a big law litigator along a super traditional path. Um, but a few years in, she started to feel like maybe this wasn't for her um, and started really assessing sort of almost scientifically um, what wasn't working for her by observing her own behavior and what she liked and what she didn't and where she found flow. Um, and she realized that the practice of law was just really stifling her creativity Um and on top of that, she, she had an epiphany um, after a loss that you only live once, so you better make it count. Um, and that really resonates with me. It's a big part of my why for doing all of this. Um, so after that, she sort of, you know, still had the identity crisis and the fear of around her um, student loans that were holding her back, but she pushed through those and she uh, landed a job at a startup. And she's been in that world ever since and is loving it. And I think you'll really enjoy her story. Stacy, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me, Megan. Oh, I'm delighted. Um, so I start with everyone in the same place, which is asking what took you to law school in the first place? Yeah. Um, I mean, to be honest, Megan, I, I always wanted to be a lawyer. I, I was just one of those kids growing up where like, I loved reading, I loved writing, I loved all the law movies. <laughs> and yeah. um, I always, I think people always told me I was a debater. And um, maybe that was a euphemistic way of saying you're argumentative. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. But um, yeah. That was kind of like early feedback I always got was you make a good lawyer. And I did the whole mock trial thing. And mm -hmm. I went to um, Harvard straight out from undergrad. I didn't take time off. I just decided to do it. And mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's, I didn't have, I wish I could say it was like more intentional than that, but like, not really that intentional. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a lot of people's stories, right? Like it just, it sort of gets in your head and, and you're on a sort of one track road there from, from the get go. Yeah. So was it, what was your experience of law school? Um, you know, I thought, uh, I thought law school was really hard, but, um, yep. but I actually really liked it. Um, and I, I think what was challenging about it was, you know, <laughs> in the, I think Harvard, we didn't have grades. And so mm -hmm. I thought it was going to be easy <laughs> and <laughs> it was basically pass fail. I was like, Oh, I've never experienced pass fail before. This is going to be so great. And so awesome. Um, but I think something like 7% of the class fails uh, every class and towards finals, I would look around and I'd be like, okay, I, I don't know that I'm not in the, in the bottom 7% here. Right, well right. 
And so, you know, it was just like the competition and the pressure to, um, to succeed was pretty intense, but fortunately I did not, um, fail any of my classes. So that was good. good. That's always a good start. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, that's definitely always a good start. So I can't imagine how stressful it must be for someone capable of getting into Harvard Law School to then fail. (laughs) That's got to be a new experience. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Like I so I'm glad that you know, I didn't have to (laughs) go through that experience. I'm not sure I could have handled it. but Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So did you have a sense there, like what kind of law you were interested in? How did you decide kind of what route to take? Um, well, I always wanted to be a litigator. I always wanted to be a courtroom lawyer. I, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I just really, I, I did a trial advocacy workshop and I loved con law and I just, I loved civil procedure even. Um, yeah. So I I don't think I I didn't consider transactional or anything like that and yeah um not I didn't really have any subject matter I didn't you know I ended up practicing securities litigation and I mm-hmm. definitely did not go to law school to do that I was just kind of like <laughs> it's so funny I was just thinking about security because I did securities on the transactional side and I did not plan to do that either. I feel like no one plans to get into securities. No one plans to go into securities anything. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, it was basically like like my my framework was basically I want to read and I want to write. And so I guess that means general litigation. (laughs) Yeah. And so you ended up in a litigation department at a firm right out of law school, sort of on the the standard track. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I ended up um, at my first law firm was Bingham McCutcheon, which Mm -hmm. is no longer a law firm. Yeah, I know. I know. As someone who also went to law school in Boston, not at Harvard. Crazy. Yeah. No, I mean, but it was it was crazy because when I was yeah. in law school, like Bingham was very much alive and kicking, and like then the the recession happened, yep. and yep. when I summered, even when I summered at Bingham, it was like a very successful summer. Although one of the cases that was feeding the firm was Deepwater Horizon, and I probably should have. Mm you know, yeah. I probably should have thought to myself, you know, if the firm is like being fed on one major litigation due to an environmental catastrophe, it's probably, right. yeah, it's probably not sustainable, but yeah. So what was your experience there other than, than maybe the writing being on the wall for that particular firm? Oh man. Yeah. Like when I, I had such a weird first year experience because all of my friends were just dying. Um, and I was slow because I didn't have, mm. because the, the firm was dying, I guess. And so <laughs> yeah. um, I did a lot of doc review and I, I, I did a lot of doc review. I did a lot of pro bono, which was actually great. Yeah. Um, and I, I kind of was just very anxious that first year because I wasn't really sure what was going on um, at the firm. And, and, and so, you know, my friends were like, you know, you should really just enjoy it. And I wish I had 
kind of taken their advice and yeah. been more in it's the easy moment. It's in retrospect, very hard in the moment. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So, so you you were there for just about a year. Is that right? Um, I was there. So I was at Bingham, and then there was a an acquisition or a merger mm-hmm. with um, Morgan Lewis. And so I think I was, I ended up being at Bingham slash Morgan for like mm-hmm. two and a half ish, uh, maybe like one and a half, two years. Um, yeah. And then I worked really closely with um, a, a team of partners. And then when they moved on to Oric, I moved with them. Ah, okay. Yeah. So you sort of, liked what you were doing and who you're doing it with well enough to follow them to another firm I take yeah 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 I think so yeah <laughs> I mean <laughs> what was sort of your overall thought process were you just kind of like this is just confusing and not what I expected because I you know I didn't think I'd be jumping around and having the circumstances change so much or like were you like have when did you start thinking I don't know if I'm into this actual work um, you know, Megan, like, I I think now when I reflect back, I, I just feel like that whole period, I just, I, I, I sometimes think I'm like, wow, I was really young. That's kind of the predominant theme that emerges from that yeah. period. And I think it's because I went straight through from undergrad to law school. But, yeah. you know, right after landing at a firm, I was, I think I was, uh, initially, even when I was in the in the early days when things were a little bit slow and I was anxious, I was still learning a lot uh, just about mm-hmm. like how to work in an office and how right, to right it, all these basic things that you know a twenty something year old has to learn for the first time. Yeah. All of it was still pretty interesting and new and. Um, it, it was intriguing and it wasn't until, you know, when I, uh, switched the switched firms the second time mm-hmm. that I was a little bit more introspective. And I think, um, I, at first I wasn't sure if I didn't like the job or if I yeah. just did to, you know, stick it out or if actually there was something deeper going on. And I yeah. should really kind of double click on what was underneath, the surface, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So how did that end up happening for you? I mean, presumably you did double click and figure something out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I did a lot of double clicking. Um, I know my, uh, Sarah yeah. Cottrell, who, who has a similar podcast, former lawyer, she's, she always says, she's like, you know that feeling of like you just Google what else do lawyers do? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, so true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's like, what is it that people do? Um, yeah. I, yeah, I, I think I, I was very lucky in my career. Like I never worked with anybody who was a jerk. I never worked with anybody who was, you, you hear these horror stories of people who are yeah. in big law and it's, 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 you know, they have PTSD for a long time. That wasn't really the thing for me. It was more just that I think there are some things that I really enjoy 
when I'm, there are just some things that I deeply, deeply enjoy and I can easily get into a flow state around that I Mm -hmm. had, I think I like woke up one day and I was like, man, I haven't like written something creatively in a long time. Or, you know, I think there were several moments where my need to be creative was just, it became very apparent to me that for the past, let's say six months, I've been working on iterations of a brief that was itself built upon citing precedent. Mm -hmm. And it just felt so um, draining. Yeah. And I, you know, I had like a period of self-doubt where I was like, is it just me? Do other people feel this way? And I felt like I needed to validate outside. And then I realized like, no, you don't actually need to do that. It's good enough if you're not into it. Um, And so I think that's kind of what started it. It wasn't like necessarily one epiphany moment. It was kind of this creeping realization that, um, that my day-to-day experience wasn't one that I woke up enjoying. Yeah. Yeah. Was that, what was your reaction to that? Because especially, you know, having gone straight through and you were there, was it kind of like an identity crisis of, okay, now what (laughs) was that stressful? Or were you just like, eh, moving on? (laughs) It was very stressful, Megan. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I assumed that was the side of it is for most of us, but yeah. (laughs) Yeah, It was very stressful and it was, you know, an identity crisis because as I mentioned from the start, like I always thought I was going to be a lawyer. And, uh, you know, I wouldn't have studied so hard and like done all the things if I didn't think I was going to be a lawyer. And I had all this debt. Right. (laughs) I had a ton of student loans. Um, And I thought that, you know, in addition to the identity crisis, there was like this pragmatic, I mean, how are you going to pay off your student loans? Yeah. Thing going on. So yeah, it was very stressful. (laughs) It wasn't easy. (laughs) So what... Do you sort of credit with helping you get past the stress and start to really think about moving on rather than just kind of settling in and saying, well, I guess this is just what I have to do for a while? Okay, well, I'll give you the honest answer, but yeah. this I'm not sure if this will scare your listeners away. But um, <laughs> I... I honestly, I, and I, I still think this thought every day, I, I think I just realized at some point um, that you only have this one life to live and we're all kind of dying. I mean, honestly, yeah. like I was like this, I don't know who I'm, who I'm putting on a show for, right? Like yeah. this is my one life to live. Um, and also I think, I mean, around this in the middle of all of this, I guess, introspection, um, my uncle died in a car crash. Like he, not actually, I'm sorry, not in a car crash. He drove his car off a bridge and he was like, you know, my favorite uncle. I was like so full of life and just not somebody I could imagine not being on the earth before. And I think that kind of put, that consciousness like front and center for me, which is this one of like, you know, it's on you to make sure that the life that you lead is one that you don't regret in a few years. 
um, because Uh, you only got this one. Like, I don't know who we're all fooling. There's only this one path. I know. I mean, that so resonates with me. That is sort of my worldview as as well. And partially why I do these conversations is that I feel sort of passionately like, this is it. This is the one. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, know, like there's more to it. Life doesn't doesn't have to look like that. Yeah. And it it, it can't look like that. I mean, and if you think about um, that, if that's kind of front and center in your consciousness, like it's really hard. All of the the worries kind of fade to secondary. It's like, oh, you know, I'm worried about paying off my law school loans. But you know what else I'm worried about is like not having this time back ever again. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's a really good way of putting it. I like, I like that, you know, just sort of your heart hierarchy of, of worries and yours is the highest one is, you know, spending years of your life miserable. (laughs) That should be a big worry for people. (laughs) Yeah, totally. So as you're kind of coming to this conclusion that you aren't where you want to be and you want something more, how did you start thinking about what that other thing would be? Um, yeah, that's a, it's a really good question. I think, so I, I did a lot of self-observation. So mm-hmm. um, I have a, there are a couple books that I really recommend, but one is like Designing Your Life. And <gasps> I love that Have book. you read that? Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's yes. so good because he has like some really good tactical exercises in that book. Um, yeah. To, because I think it's it's like one thing to say, oh, I'm not, I'm not, you know, feeling super jazzed every morning, but it's actually most people are pretty. It's hard to diagnose exactly what you like and what you don't like. Yeah. And so I did a lot of observation um, of myself. Like it's actually pretty easy when you work um, at a law firm to parse out your to your day because yeah, you have yeah. to literally do it in your timesheets, right? So like right. I would I would just kind of score myself on energy and engagement. And over time I yeah. realized that like I really need to do more creative work. I really need to do more um I mean that that was like the probably the biggest thing that I learned from that exercise. Mm-hmm. And um I really liked working quickly and I really liked um, kind of just getting things done quickly yep. and taking yeah. an idea from like zero to one. And I started to research um, professions where those sorts of things were encouraged and yeah. things that you just could practice every day. And I ended up gravitating towards tech. Um mm-hmm even though I'm not a technical person at all, but just I think tech is all about solving new problems um, in creative and innovative ways. And um, so I started, you know, researching tech, tech startups um, and reading all the books and talking to people and just learning. Yeah. Um, And so, yeah. So, what what part of that industry were you thinking towards? I you know because it's not necessary. I I've talked to people who end up fully going into like you know software engineering, but that's not the that's not the side that you ultimately went with, right? 
No, I, so now I work at a company called um, Ironclad and I'm the director of product marketing and we, um, it's actually the perfect kind of, uh, it's the nexus of everything I'm interested in. So there's tech, there's law. We make a a digital contracting platform for in-house legal teams. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, yeah, so it's got tech, it's got law, it's got creativity, it's got all of that. But the first um, kind of jump was not to Ironclad. It was to Palantir Technologies, which um, recently IPO'd. Um, Mm. And so I joined Palantir as a wordsmith. That was literally my job title. Oh, (laughs) interesting. So, yeah, I, I didn't like I don't. I didn't apply. You know, people are all like, what job am I going to apply for? It's like, there are, you, we think it's like doctor, lawyer, accountant or whatever. And you're like, no, there's a job called wordsmith. It's like, yeah, yeah, you know, open your minds. There's lots of options. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I was a wordsmith and it was, you know, like I've always, uh, I love writing. I just, I love writing. Um, And I applied for Palantir, like, just because I'd read this book, Zero to One, which, you know, while I was doing research, I was like reading all about these innovative spaces. I'm just like learning about technology and Zero to One is kind of a canonical book about Mm -hmm. um, kind of how to build a startup and startup mindset. And when I read about Palantir in that book, I thought, it's actually kind of interesting. I think the problem is one that uh, definitely makes sense to think mm-hmm. about. And I just applied on the website and for wordsmith because I, I didn't know what to apply for. Yeah. I, was like, oh, I think probably, you know, this one, <laughs> I think so I you found that. the company <laughs> and you thought you sort of liked the company. And then we're thinking, how would my, yeah. what I'm bringing to the table fit into that company somewhere? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I think a lot of lawyers struggle with something like that because they're like, well, but what, you know, I'm a lawyer. None of these jobs is being a lawyer. So <laughs> I'm not qualified for it. So what was it that gave you the confidence and what were the skills that you knew you had? I guess writing, but were you worried that it was in such a different context, you know, or were you just pretty sure you knew you could bring something unique to that position? Um, I mean, I did think I could bring something unique to the position, but, um, no, I had no idea what I was not, I had no idea what I was going to be doing. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) to the extent I thought I could bring something unique, it was literally just because I don't think that many like lawyers intercept their careers to go work at Palantir, (laughs) but, but no, I had no idea what I was, I, I hadn't, I was truly uh, i didn't i didn't have a um a conception whatsoever about what i was going to be doing um and if i could do the job there was so yeah. much i had to learn that first year like it would be a, 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 i think if the people who hired me knew how illiterate i was in you know <laughs> it would yeah it would have been a totally different conversation but I think like I I was always confident that I could do I could learn like I have never 
wavered in my belief that I can learn anything. The thing in front of me, I may not know what that is, but I think one thing you actually, you learn as a litigator is how to learn things very quickly. Like every case you have to like. Learn a whole new industry. Learn everything. Yeah. Yeah. So I've never, I think like lawyers, um, there's actually a lot of transferable um, skills um, and there's a transferable mindset that you can apply to any job. And I think as a litigator, one of those things is like, I just have total confidence that subject matter is not going to be an issue. I just need some time to learn the thing. But no, like on day one, I have no idea like what people were talking about. Yeah, but I think that what you just said is so important. And I think a lot of people do struggle with that is this idea of like, in concept, you know, you're smart, and you know, you learn things, but you've just been in such a small bubble where everyone was learning the same thing and you sort of thought you were going to do one thing. And, and for some reason we then convince ourselves that like, we couldn't just learn some whole new thing. (laughs) I mean, think about being an associate. Nobody knows what they're doing when they start at a firm, like zero people know what they're doing. (laughs) And I think just the more I, I honestly, I think that's true everywhere. You know, I just think that like lawyers are very they're not as, they're very, uh, maybe is it risk averse that I'm trying to say, but lawyers, they're not as good at selling themselves as people in other professions are. Yes. Yeah. Um, So, yeah. yeah, I think that's true. But the lesson is that you, you know, trusted in yourself, you applied and you got the job. (laughs) Yeah. Just trust, trust that you trust in yourself. And then once yeah. once you get the job, trust that the person who hired you knew what they were doing. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, get ready to like, you know, work hard to figure all that stuff out. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's another thing you learn in law, right? It's just the all um, important power of working hard. Like, yeah, just put in the hours, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So how did you like that job sort of once you were, you know, acclimated? Um, I I liked it. I, I think it was definitely, it was like drinking water out of a hose because it's just such yeah. a, it's not just different subject matter, but it's also a different culture. And I think yeah. that's really what I learned at Palantir is how to operate without hierarchy, for example. I mean, that's like a total, yeah. it's a very flat organization And, you know, everybody when you're in law complains about the hierarchy, but when you take a fish out of water, it's actually not that easy to adjust to overnight. So there's like learning a new culture. Um, But, you know, all the things that I like wanted to get out of that job, namely the creativity, the independence, the um, kind of fast pace. Yeah. I got all of that at Palantir. Um, Yeah. So Was there any part of you at that moment that was – like uh any regrets about leaving the practice or sort of had you just already processed that whole thing and now you are full force going on this new path no zero regrets honestly zero regrets um (laughs) no yeah (laughs) (laughs) try to think of one but i can't come up with it Yeah, like, is that true? Yep, it's true. Yep. Zero did it? Did you have the experience of people being like, what are you doing? 
Um, yeah, I mean, I, uh, let me see. I mean, yes, I think though I I was, I'm lucky. Like my, my parents Mm -hmm. didn't and they're Mm -hmm. like the people who like I'm close to, you know, my husband didn't, my best friends didn't like, you know, the people close to know, but it definitely got some shade thrown my way for sure. (laughs) You know, like. And, you know, those like passive aggressive comments. It's like, yeah, well, you know, you're going to burn all. I mean, this, this isn't even that passive aggressive. It's more just like you're burning bridges. You're, you're not going to be able to pay off your loans. Like, yeah. But honestly, by that point, like I'd already gone through the doubt cycle myself enough. Yeah. That yeah. It didn't really, it didn't really sting. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Bad. You're like, I already asked myself all these questions and I got yeah. over it. So yeah. 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 And just having having the sort of commitment to what you're doing to know like it's gonna be okay. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So how has your career evolved since that first jump from the law? Um, I mean, I think splendidly I guess I mean so I I um I I think so my current job I've been at this uh startup uh ironclad well I, Mm -hmm. I it's it's hardly it's hardly a startup anymore but when I started it was a seed stage startup so Mm -hmm. I was employee number 10 um and now I think we're at like 200 employees or something like that and we're backed by you know, Sequoia and Excel and all the big people in the Valley. And mm-hmm. um, I lead a team at this company and we serve, we build a product for lawyers. And so I almost feel like I've weirdly kind of come full circle. Like I've come back yeah. to a part of where I've started because so much of what motivates me and the my team, some of whom include lawyers, is just yeah. like being able to build something that makes lawyers lives better. Um, yeah. And so I, it's, it's, it's really, it's really awesome. Megan, like I, I love yeah. coming to work and I love doing, working on a problem that I think will actually make um, people like me who have experienced the pain You know, at just like those like minor annoyances that you don't need in your day when you're lawyering, (laughs) Um, right? People like like their lives better. So, yeah, um, yeah, it's good. And in sort of your your job description and duties, I take it have sort of evolved. Like, yes, the product is different too, but just it just sounds like you continue to grow into this new world where you're working. Yeah. I mean, and that's, that really is the most important part is like the growth is just continuous. Um, and, uh, it's so rewarding to, to grow at your job and to always be learning new things. Um, but yeah, it's, it's very, it's all the, all of the things that I kind of didn't have before. So like creative, it's very, um, it's, it's very, I have a lot of ownership and I'm empowered to make decisions, uh, on my own for my team. And yet it also, um, 
it all also requires me to kind of use a lot of these skills that I developed as a lawyer. So yeah, the ability to synthesize a lot of information, the ability to um, quickly ramp on new subject matter, um, yeah, kind of stakeholder management, project management, like all, all of this stuff that you're kind of trained to do. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I know it's always like. It, you know, you may be in a different industry, you may have a different job title, but you're, you're, you're still bringing all those skills with you. It's not as if it's a lost period of your life. <laughs> no, no period you know? is lost. Yeah, that I believe at least. I, I totally, totally agree. So um, if you were looking back at yourself, sort of in the early stages of realizing you didn't want to practice, what advice would you give to yourself or to someone sitting in that situation now? Oh, um, I, I think getting to know, figuring out your intention is really important and also figuring out who you are. Like that sounds so basic. And so, uh, that sounds woo woo, but it does sound. <laughs> but honestly, I that, think it that's is an important part. first step. <laughs> it, it really is. It's, it's like figure out who you are, like figure out what you like, and figure out what you want, and yeah, do it in a way that's like I think the exercises that um, Bill Burnett uh, describes in Designing Your Life they're really good. Yeah, like observe yourself, like almost scientifically and yeah um, I think lawyers will like that book because it is it is coming from a pretty practical um standpoint and there are actionable exercises you know it's not asking you to sit in a room and just kind of I don't know think so I think (laughs) I think it is which I think is an important activity too, actually. But I think that this that process would be helpful because I think it will feel somewhat familiar to sort of analytical thinkers. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Well, do you have any other, like you mentioned, you read all the books, all the things. Are there any other sort of things that were helpful to you that you would point people towards? <sighs> No, I think it's really, I think that's the hardest part. It's, I think no. the self-work is honestly the hardest part. Um, everything else feels tactical to me. Like, you know, yeah, they're like job boards and there's, there's like professional networking and things like that. But I think a, a failure mode of a lot of people who are trying to switch careers is to just jump into the next thing without doing enough reflection and evaluation on what it is that what it is specifically that you don't like about where you are today you know and I I think it's really important to develop that confidence for yourself Um, because I mean to be honest like a lot of people what I did would not have worked for a lot of people because law is actually their calling. But yeah. you know, in every job, there's like periods where you just don't like the work. But yeah, there's some other thing that's keeping you there. And it's important to get to the root of that question and yeah. then decide what you want to do next versus just flurry of activity, pivot, and then you're still unhappy. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I think it's also, if you don't do that work first, look, if you're just absolutely dying, I always say like, look, if there's just a slightly less stressful situation you can get into to buy yourself a little breathing room, that that's one thing. If you kind of know that that's what you're doing, Mm -hmm. but I think people just want a solution so fast um, that they go to the obvious things without sort of doing that work that you're talking about, which is what the work that gets you to something that actually is better aligned. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 I totally agree. Um, It's just, I think it's important for people to hear that over and over again, because it's not necessarily the answer people want, but I think it is the answer that gets you to the best, you know, end destination, even if it takes a little bit longer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> could be yeah. the right answer to leave. It could be the right answer to stay. It it really depends on your, your, um, your journey. Yep. Yep. And I think because law school and being in a firm is so formulaic that it can be a little bit of a stretch for people to ask themselves sort of, I don't, I don't know, like, this is just what I do. You know, it's like taking that step back and sort of taking a more broad view of, of what you enjoy and what your skills are and all of that. Right. Right. Yeah. I agree. So what do you see sort of on your horizon? Oh, I want to take my company to IPO. <laughs> I mean, I, I honestly, I that's that's what I see. And then um, yeah. I don't know, Megan. Like maybe after we IPO, I'll just write write my novel. <laughs> yes, kind of I love I that. Yes. <laughs> You laugh, but it's like put that on a vision board and do it. Oh, it's, it's, it's on the vision board. It's, yeah. No, I love it. But you know, I think that's the thing is you you put yourself on a new path and you're, you know, doing this thing that could could then open that door of options for you. I just think that's really cool. Yeah, one life to live. That's that's honestly yeah. how I'm thinking about it, you know. I planned totally I planned like I don't know, 20 years of my life. And then veered off. And now I'm just kind of living it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just quit my job at a law firm to do interior design. So, oh, that's so I, amazing. <laughs> I'm with that's you on so the just amazing. do your thing. <laughs> so, all right. Well, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to chat with me. It's been really fun having this conversation yeah. and hearing about your journey. Um, if People were interested in in reaching out to you. Is there a way that they could do that? Um, on LinkedIn. Okay, perfect. Um, so, yeah. So, thanks again. And um, I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you so much for having me, Megan. I just, I think what you're doing is so valuable and important for so many people. And um, it was really fun to talk to yeah, you. Yeah, so. fun to talk with you. All right. Thanks, Daisy. Thank you so much.